Welcome to episode 173 of the All the Books Show, recorded at the David A. Howe Public Library, where we talk book news, author news, and literary news. I'm Eric Mickles. I'm Nick Gunning, and joining us for the fourth time is Kate Miller, the children's librarian. That was the most peppy she's ever been I know, on the show. It was, yeah. yeah I, I, it's going to yeah. be a good episode. I can feel it. I can feel it. As we were just telling the Twitch stream, we forced Kate to be on this episode of the podcast. Yeah. So yeah. she's here under duress. Yeah. But she's going to play ball. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Kate likes her job, everyone. Yep. That's great. All right. Uh, well, we're going to be talking about the Goodreads Choice Awards. Woo! Uh, it happens every year. And if you're not familiar with them, uh, where have you been? Because we've been talking about it a lot. But uh, basically, this is just a chance for readers to vote on their favorite book. So unlike something like the National Book Award that has a panel of judges, this is just based on what people are reading and what people are yeah. liking. So this People's is, Choice uh, Awards the MTV the books. Movie Awards yeah. in book form. Yeah. So Will Smith people, will be stopping People by. pay attention to this. Oh. So it's a little different. You, yeah. It's When's the last time you watched different. the MTV Movie Awards? Uh, is never an option because oh. that would be the last Kate, time. Kate, I know you're, you'll have me on this one. Probably like 2005, senior year. That's not bad. Probably. Yeah, she was watching it longer That's than I bad. was. Senior year of what? Is that when you graduated high school? High school, yeah. Okay. I graduated college in 2005. There you go. See? Hey, we, we yeah. have that in common. I guess. We I both had, we both were wearing we caps and gowns in 2005. I started dating in 2005. Really? Yeah. Wow. How did that go? Okay. All right. So hi, okay. <laughs> That's it. Highs and lows. All How right. did dating go in general? Yeah, I'm just curious. It's rough. How you did as a single guy out there oh, on no. the prowl? You yeah. don't want to get into on your... On the prowl? Do you want to get into your dating history on the podcast or... Look, I know people are, today. are very excited to hear about this. They are. About how... 19-year-old Eric Mickles started dating for yeah. the first time after dropping out of high school. Yeah. But you'll have to wait for the tell-all. I guess so. so. Yeah, I'm anxious to read it. Yeah. All right. Well, before we get into the Goodreads Choice Awards, let's open up our old books, check out the bookmarks, and see what we've been reading. Yeah. Uh, I think Kate is our guest. Why don't you Why don't you go first? Tell us, tell us what you've been up to. All right. I am currently trudging through Sarah J. Moss's newest book, The Kingdom of F. Kingdom of Ash. Trudging, you say. It is a thousand page book. Wow. 980 pages and I'm on like 830. It's taken me over a month to get this far. And that far in, you're still not into uh, it? It's just, a, it, it's a lot of war. It's okay. It's very slow moving is, and it's, okay. I, I'm kind of hoping it's the last book in the series is, at this point. <laughs> Even though I think it won the young adult fantasy. Yeah, probably. Pick for the Goodreads probably. choice. Probably. Spoiler but, alert. Yeah. Well, hey. Oops, so are you a fan of her otherwise? Yeah, I and like this, her books. And this book just this is one, taking a dive for you. I think hmm. it could have been broken up into at least two books. Uh, okay. And so it's been it's it's been a marathon. Well, do you think that it's that the book is just too long or do you think that it's poorly like paced? Like Honestly, should it have been it one shorter like book? Either she should have edited a lot okay. or changed it into two separate books and just release them one after the other I put see. a little more detail a little more yeah, yeah. character and growth into okay. each one hmm. it almost feels like she's just like at a push this to is everything the just get it all out yes yes uh, all right so kingdom of ash anything else um i'm reading the lion the witch and the wardrobe to my kids oh before first time night. for your kids yes first time for my kids um i can't even tell you how many times i've read it mm. um but yes first time for them and i'm reading melonhead and the we fix it company by i think it was katie kelly yes uh, it's just a juvenile book. It's not 
very well written, but it's funny. Uh, why why are you reading kids, this? Oh, to my to my daughter. Oh, just for your daughter. Okay. Yep. Every now and then we pick out a book. We read a Nancy Drew a while ago. We've read oh, a few fun. of those, and she picked this one out, and we're trying it. It's funny. A couple of kind of screw up kids are always getting into situations, mm. and now they're trying not to get into any situations, and it's, I see. it's kind of funny. They're trying to fix things. I find with things like that, especially when you're reading it out loud, it forces you to like hear every word. Whereas if you're if you're just reading it to yourself, you're kind of skipping over things, and yes. you're kind of like glazing over over the bad parts but saying every word you're like oh and this one this one's really bad because for some <laughs> reason every every time that a character is speaking it ends with he said uh, she said there's no mix up there's no you know different way of phrasing that no it's he said she said robert, said, robert parker said. does that but in kind of an effective way but oh. it makes listening to one of his audiobooks terrible maybe that's it maybe it is because i'm reading it <laughs> yeah. out loud oh i bet that would yeah affecting me differently but i want to cringe every time i bet that would <laughs> all right so two for your daughter and the sarah j mass is for you yes all right yeah there's a lot of blood and guts in that one i okay. wouldn't read to my right. kids yet right yeah and a thousand pages it'd take yeah, you yeah. like she'd yeah, be graduating high school forever. when you yes. finished it so yes. exciting all right that's it for you that's in the big three all right what about you eric what have I been reading? Yeah. I finished book four of The Witcher, The Tower like of that. Swallows. Mm-hmm. Um, and we just discovered that you've been pounding through these all in this year. Yeah. Right? Well, because I started like book one, the not Sword of Destiny, the first one, the Last Wish. I started that December, like I finished it December That's a 5th. That's confusing title for a first book. Yeah. Uh, December 5th. 2017 is when I started The Witcher, and okay. now I have read six Witcher books. Mm, wow. So I've got one more to go. Yeah. Actually, he just put out a new one, too. But it takes place stop. between the short stories. So okay. that's kind of nice. Wow. But it's a novel, Confusing. so it's not a collection of short stories. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'll probably read the, uh, the fifth one. You never seem all that like, wow, this is a great Witcher book. I don't know, man. I don't know what's wrong with me, okay. because I do like them, and yeah. when they're over, like... These are the only fantasy books I've read in the past year. Mm-hmm. Like on my Goodreads fantasy shelf, it's just the Witcher, Witcher series. Like I haven't taken any fantasy break between these. But do you like them is my question? Yes. You do. But they also have a tendency to drag. Okay. Or there is a part where you're just like, just get, just where's where's the Witcher? Where's Geralt? And I don't know. But at the end of this one, there was a pretty... Like the bad guys are on the ice looking for Siri, okay, and it's all foggy and everything. The voice of Apple, uh, Siri with a C. Oh, okay. Uh, anyways, she's on ice skates and it's foggy, and oh. they don't have a good time. She's ice. The bad guys. Okay. So she she it's and, like an ice skate war. Yeah, <laughs> like from the film uh, Batman and Robin with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, similar. A little. Okay. <laughs> but I don't know. It's just it's weird. The writing, it's just the writing style is just so unique. Is it, are these translated? I can't These remember. are Polish. They are. Okay. Yes. See, sometimes that, the translation doesn't quite, yeah, yeah doesn't quite know. gel with it. I've, I've read something like that. It's like, this is weird. It's, it's interesting. Like he'll have a character talking and like the character will say, no, don't interrupt me. Mm-hmm. You know, it's that kind of writing where like they're talking like the other characters saying something, oh. but we don't. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. So, I can see you're falling asleep. Don't. I don't know. It's. It's strange. I like them, but also when I'm reading them, I'm like, gosh, I wish something would happen. It and then like when it's over, like you, I'm like, I should read something again. You like appreciate them and enjoy the story, but the writing is not what you want it to be. I don't know. I try to figure it out, man. Because yeah. sometimes I'm like, oh, I, I, I like this writing style. Yeah. It away. The, the writing style changes. Like one chapter, he'll do like no descriptors. It's just dialogue of a conversation happening at a party by multiple people. Mm. 
talking about politics or something and then the next one will be like a fairy tale conversation Mm. and then the next one will just be like the normal story and so like it keeps you on your toes i guess Mm. that's kind of some some of to go back to c.s lewis some of c.s lewis's stuff is like that Mm. like the space trilogy is like that it's like oh we have narrative and now we just have like a dialogue for 40 pages yeah so uh so he's not polish i don't think c.s lewis (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah um I finished, I read two Carnage comic books, two Carnage graphic novels. I read Carnage. Why are you doing this to yourself? And then I read Carnage USA, both written by Zeb Wells. The first one, not so good. In fact, as I sit here trying to remember what happened, it's hard. Because Sentry, the big Superman Marvel figure, uh, ripped not, him in half. Neither of us asked what happened. If that, back in, uh, if that helps you. Back in New Avengers, Brian Michael Bendis's New Avengers, yes. Carnage was there. Sentry took him into space, ripped him in half. So everybody thought Carnage was dead. Oh, but it turned out the symbiote kept Carnage alive, mm-hmm. um, and now he has robot legs. Oh, uh, but like, also the like Car- Darth Maul, Darth Maulish, yeah. But now okay. he's got the anyway. Carnage USA. He invades a small town and <laughs> okay. attacks them. There's other. Well, that's kind uh, of a fun title then. Uh, Agent Venom shows up to stop him. Uh, so now. I think I need to read Minimum Venom. I mean, Minimum Carnage. It's a play on Maximum Carnage. No, I get it. So there's other Carnage stuff. And also, I'm now up to date with the Venom runs that I've been reading. So I can go back to Agent Venom. So then I can get to the new Venom Is stuff. Agent Venom what I read? The, new, no. the newer stuff? No. Oh. Agent Venom is Flash Thompson is like a super soldier, oh, but with hard Venom. Pass. Hard pass. No, it's good. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, so I've been... And I've also been reading a lot of Nova... I got one more volume to go. Okay. It is wordy. I forgot. This is the guy, the guy writing this Nova series wrote the, uh, he wrote Annihilation and, or at least Annihilation Conquest, but he also introduced what we know as the Guardians of the Galaxy now. So, and those were wordy too. They weren't as jokey as like the movies would have you believe. So this one, it's, it's fun, but it's also kind of like, oh man, I get it. Space is complicated. Mm. I don't know. Uh oh, and I read volume two of Star Wars Darth Vader Legacies End or the Legacy End. Is it a new Darth Vader series? Uh this I don't know, twenty seventeens. Volume two? I thought you read the whole Darth Vader series. Yeah, I read that one, but there's another So this is like a new one. Yeah, Darth this is Vader a different series. writer okay. by Saul, something Saul. Charles Saul. Okay. Anyways, I like oh, it. I yeah, read yeah, the yeah. first one. I read some of his stuff. Uh this one was good. It deals with do you remember the librarian in the prequels? Yeah. It's her. Okay. Being hunted. That's cool. It's a sad story. Yeah. So uh yeah i decided that just because no never mind i'm not gonna get into it Mm. anyways i (laughs) i enjoyed it so uh oh okay so i have four books i have five books okay i need to like i grabbed three books to read for myself for book clubs with the the school yeah i need to read wonder and i Mm. need to read refugee okay did, did you read wonder i did i did read wonder thumbs up thumbs down Thumbs up okay. in general, yes. I've only read the picture book. Yeah. Whatever that's called. I liked it. I haven't seen the movie or anything. Uh, I haven't seen the movie and I liked the book, but I had a little bit of an issue with Augie, how he talked about himself. Mm. It got a little obnoxious in the really? beginning. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. But it, overall, it was a really good book. It okay. was sweet. What grade is this book club for, Eric? Uh, Wonder is for seventh grade, okay. and, and refugee, refugee is for eighth grade. Okay. Uh, refugee by Alan Gratz. I see them right behind you, yeah. right there. He writes like the prisoner, and then a couple numbers project, couple numbers. No, I'm not. Fam- I'm not familiar with this stuff. He oh no, this just says praise for a refugee. Well, that's oh there you go, prisoner B three zero eight eight seven project. See those covers? No, no, I'm not familiar with that. All right. Well, anyway, 
Um, but then I also grabbed for me Brandon Sanderson's Legion book. Okay. The Legion collection. Yeah, I read yeah. the first one. I remember talking about that in advance notices. Yeah. So I wanted to read that. I also grabbed Price of Duty. Uh, though my sci-fi bent keeps making me in my head, I keep hearing it as "What price duty?" Mm. So, <laughs> it's a very like it's a classic Star Trek. Yeah, there. yeah. What? And then I also grabbed "I Am Still Alive" by Kate Alice Marshall. Okay, these were both sexy new books. Oh, so, nice. "I'm Still Alive" was that one that was uh, the survival one. The cover okay. says it's the Revenant meets Hatchet. Mm. So, so things are real cold. Yeah, real cold. Okay. She's gonna have. To, to climb inside a bear yeah. in this one because yeah, he climbed so. in a horse but if it's if it's gonna up them yeah yeah well moose. i guess if it's i was just gonna say yeah. if it's meeting hatchet yeah yeah to climb around in a moose so those are what i have to, i haven't started any of them but okay i'll see yeah all right that's it for you i restarted gotham and supergirl oh. and legends of tomorrow okay. and arrow and the flash all in one go yeah so that's a lot yeah that's a lot yeah that's cool we, st- we started something together we did we started a video game together oh that's true we started playing Sea of Thieves. Yeah. I on my Xbox and you and your computer. Yeah. I was a future. fan. I liked it. Yeah. You I thought got, it was pretty fun. You got lost on an island. And I are, you, to are you familiar sail? with this? Is your husband like this game? He's Your husband's a video gamer though, right? Yeah. Okay. It's a pretty cool... I mean, the basic setup is we're just like a couple of pirate bros like looking for work and yeah. going out there. Our ship sank. I had to hold out on an island by himself fighting skeletons while Eric yeah. brought us a new ship. It was very tense, folks. Right, yeah. I was on the complete opposite side of the world, yeah. but I made yeah, it. You did. You know, now that I say that, I wonder if the world is round in Sea of Thieves hmm. and maybe I could have just gone just, west. Just hung a left <laughs> instead. Yeah. Hmm. That's interesting. Yeah, that I didn't think about that. I yeah. guess I just assumed I'd hit a wall. Yeah. Maybe you would have just wound up in like Rhode Island or something and that wouldn't have been helpful for anyone. Yeah. I bet it's... Uh, I bet it is round. I bet I wasted a lot of yeah. time. So we did that. And then I also started a new game called uh, Lara Croft and the Guardians of the Light. Cool. It was pretty good. Guardians it was a light, pretty yeah. fun game. Atypical yeah. Tomb Raider game. Yeah. But as far as books, uh, I did some traveling, so I had some audiobooks going. So I've got yeah. quite a lot here. So everybody just buckle up. Okay. I finished Dick Van Dyke's uh, uh, autobiography, My Lucky Life in and Out of Show Business. Right. I'd read his other one, um, the aging one. I can't remember what it's called. Step in time, I think probably. Uh, that was that was pretty good. Yeah. This one was just his whole life, and it was very interesting. A lot of things I didn't know about. How him, much does like he talk about uh, museum? Not in the museum. A little bit. Yeah, a little bit. He does. Okay. Yeah, but it's his early days, like you know, like working with like Walter Cronkite, and was the original host of The Price Is Right before they like made it a, a like he was the tester basically, like mm-hmm. before they made the real pilot and just all sorts of stuff. A really interesting, interesting career and interesting guy. Uh, so I enjoyed that a lot. And he read it and I was listening to the audiobook, So he did great with that. Mm-hmm. That was fun. I read Sometimes I Lie by Alice Feeney. Uh, I think this is her debut. She's got another one coming out. This is, it's in the vein of the like, you know, you have a, a female unreliable female protagonist uh-huh. uh, who's going through a lot of like high emotional and conflicting feelings. Mm-hmm. So like the girl on the train phenomenon. Big Mama's uh, house. I Nope. Sounds like it. No, that's Martin Lawrence hmm. as Big Mama. So that's not, <laughs> all right, that's not even similar. But this was about a woman who uh, she's in a coma. Like that's how it starts. She's in a coma. Uh-huh. And so she's picking up some of the things that are happening in the room. Some of it is flashbacks. Uh, you're seeing her sister. You're seeing all sorts of things going on. It was, I'm going to break a rule that I have because uh-huh. I hate when people say, 
something about the twist because even knowing there's a twist kind of gives something away. But there are so many twists in this novel <laughs> that you're never going to know which one is which Pick one. Pick and choose which one so you're talking about. while I did enjoy it, it's one of those ones like the more I think about it, the more I think like that wasn't good. So I enjoyed it while it was happening. But by the end, I was like, stop twisting. You have no. to stop twisting. One of these <laughs> has one of these has to be the real thing. Stop twisting. But it never did. So by the end, I was like, I, I guess I know what happened. I don't know. I don't know. Like. I, I guess I wouldn't recommend it. Is the final, <laughs> is the final thing. I read the Killing Game. That was Kate laughing for by, listeners. Uh, I gave her the microphone, but I didn't announce that it. That was Eric. That was Eric. No, this laughing. is me talking now. Uh, I finished the Killing Game by Max Allen Collins, which is a CSI novel. This was my uh, light, mindless reading, and I <laughs> Whoa, liked it. Whoa, take that CSI I liked it. Endgame. I, you know what? Game. Honestly, I expected it to be kind of bad, but I actually uh-huh. thought it was pretty good. It was a well plotted uh-huh. mystery. Yeah. They just happened to be from the. Uh, early 2000s tv show csi yeah. i read kobayashi you know, there is maru D- uh, there is an i in csi yeah you're right so you can't ever say that go ahead i'm sorry i should just let you go you should have after editing last week's i'm like i do i do say a lot of stuff that needs to be edited out <laughs> so kobayashi maru by julie eckler this is a star trek book also an audio book i learned how to spell kobayashi maru yeah, today congratulations <laughs> Uh, I listened to this on Overdrive, so yeah. Overdrive fans, get out there, check this out. Is that Sulu on the cover? It is. Yeah, is that is, Kobayashi Maru is the if you're if you're not a Star Trek fan. So Kate, I'll address this to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is the test that they all have to take when they're in the training to be in the command track? Is that's it? It's a scenario that they have to like. You, they're judged based on how they handle the scenario. So basically, it's like a, an old. Remember in the Golden Girls where they'd all sit around the table and eat cheesecake and be like, "Remember that time when." It was like that, but a Star Trek book. Right. The time the Golden Girls went through the, the Kobayashi the Maru. Girls, yeah, when, when Blanche and Dorothy went through yeah. the Kobayashi Blanche. Maru. So it was fun. Is that Chekhov on the cover? Uh, Chekhov. Yeah. it's You hear about Chekhov, Kirk, Sulu, and Scotty. Mm. How's Scotty do? Uh, not great. He decided <laughs> to become an engineer. Okay. <laughs> and then I read Forever Free, the graphic novelization I wanna of be Joe Haldeman's. Free. Joe Haldeman's work, yeah. uh, Forever Free. So if you haven't listened to the interview we did with Joe Haldeman a few weeks back, a few months back, I guess, yeah. check it out because it was a really good talk. Mm-hmm. And uh, now you've read the novel of this and the, mm-hmm. the concepts are cool, but I just... At first. At first. Yes. And I just, I don't think that it worked as well. I will say that I was impressed that they were able to do such a good job matching the look and feel of the Forever War graphic novel because uh-huh. that's old. That's right. like 20 years old. And this one just came out like this year. Mm-hmm. We were talking to Joe about like in advance of it coming out. All right. They look and feel like they were written back to back. So props, props to... Uh, both uh, Joe and his wife and the uh, um, artist on that because mm-hmm. they really did a good job. Uh, on to what I'm currently reading. Oh, boy. Sorry. I picked up uh, Mr. Dickens and His Carol by Samantha Silva. So mm-hmm. if you remember, we featured this last year on one of the Christmas episodes of the podcast. And we are doing this as our last book club of the year. Uh, I'm enjoying it so far. Mm-hmm. All the copies are checked out. So if you want it, I, I don't know. I don't know how to help you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then I'm reading uh, Unsheltered, the new novel by Barbara Kingsolver. Yeah. Good so far. I'm not that oh. far into it, but I'm liking it so far. I've only read one other book of hers, and that was uh, Prodigal Summer. Okay. Have you read Barbara King's Silver Kate? Uh, no, Poison, Poison Wood Bible or anything like yet. that? No. Okay. Well, so far, so good. And that's it for me. Nice. Yeah. I, I forgot to mention I played the new Smash Brothers game. Oh. The new yes, Super Smash Brothers extreme. on the Switch. Uh, the reason I played yeah. is because we bought it for our 
switch that we keep up in our teen loft yeah. for the kids. Yeah. And I I have scheduled for this Wednesday to be like a Smash Brothers night. Like, yeah. We're just going to put it on the big screen and everything. And I told them, and they were all excited last week. They're like, oh, it's just going to be Smash Brothers because Smash Brothers is awesome. And, you know, they like cracking soda cans on I'm their not skulls. I'm a fan of Smash Brothers. Oh, all right. Well, anyway, um, they were very excited. And I put it on Facebook and everything. And then I turned on the game. Yeah. And you start with eight characters out of 77. Wow. And so I was like, if I show up Wednesday night with just the first eight characters for these kids, I might as well just go home, just, yeah, pack, just pack it, it up. <laughs> yeah. So get out. Uh, I spent the weekend unlocking not all of them. I prob I unlocked about fifty six characters. It's pretty good. So, and the thing is, to unlock a character, you have to play a little bit, and then you f- the character comes to you, and then you have to fight the character wow. and win. Wow. And there are some characters that I had to fight multiple times. Wow. And there are some characters who I was just like, you know what? The kids can unlock this. Yeah. So Cloud from Final Fantasy VII just kicked my butt. No. Ryu from Street Fighter's in it, though. Yeah. He plays great. So I, I've been enjoying him. I did most of my fighting with Kirby. Okay. But yes, after about, after like the last fight at like 50, at having like 66 characters there unlocked, I yeah. was like, you know what? Yeah. I, th- I think they'll be happy. Well, your passion for your work is yeah. commendable. So. Some of them are going to be like, where's Mewtwo? This place sucks. Libraries are the worst. I don't know who that is. Mewtwo? Yeah. He's a Pokemon. Mewtwo. Sorry. I even knew that one. Kate knew it. Yeah. That's something. I'll let Kate explain Mewtwo. Explain okay, Explain Kate. Mewtwo to Nick yeah. as if you would to a child. Yeah. Um, I said I knew who it was. I didn't say I could explain. Uh, There's a difference. Uh, oh, you overplayed your hand, Eric. Mewtwo is, the, is Pokemon one number 50. 150. I said one number 50. Oh, okay. So 100. Well, no. He's, now that I know he has a number attached to him, I feel like I understand. White and purple. He He's kind of like the Darth Vader of the Pokemon universe. Uh, I have to figure out psychic. what about my facial expressions indicated an interest in this because yeah. <laughs> you didn't see, Kate didn't see He okay. He was made in a lab. Yeah. He's tough. Right. At the end of the first Pokemon game, after you beat the Elite Four, you have to go into like a secret dungeon <laughs> and then you, you, uh, you capture him. <laughs> okay. So, all right yeah pokemon he, he was the star of, uh the 1999's pokemon mewtwo strikes so, am back am i doing the thing with my face again where it looks like i i had the soundtrack okay. for pokemon the movie mewtwo strikes back okay christina aguilera was Pretty on good it stuff. don't we have that in the collection yeah i think it, we do i would say it's not good stuff but it, it had a kicking well. version of okay. the pokemon theme song and it had a, a a cool song called brother my brother okay that's really gets you okay so is that by uh joey lawrence and his brothers no they sing? <laughs> So I just thought timing wise. Anyway, out. yeah. New York Times. Speaking of times, let's let's see what? what's going on over there. Speaking of times, yeah. I said timing wise. Okay, let me just open up the bestsellers list. This is a boring week hmm. for New York Times bestsellers. Okay. Um, well, I, now that I'm prepared for that, <laughs> you think you're better off? Yeah, I, think I, I can handle it. I think I can mention uh, a debut that maybe is a sign. Tom Clancy Oath of Office by Mark Cameron. Uh, President Jack Ryan must contain the fallout of the flu epidemic and undermining Senator and two hijacked Russian nuclear missiles. Wow, that is a lot. Um, but it debuted at number 12. Mm. And Tom Clancy's, like, even though it's not him anymore, they've still been doing okay. Yeah. Not now. I think they they keep switching authors. Yes, this is a different author. There was the other quite one. quite a few. Well, there was Mark Green. He was doing it for a yeah. while. And then... Yeah. Oh. Um, Grant Grant Blackwood was doing it for a while. Yeah, Grant Morrison. I don't think Grant Morrison <laughs> did it. No. Yeah. Jack Ryan's on a giant turtle, <laughs> flying through Neptune. Yeah. Grant Morrison, everyone. Yep. That's it. That was pretty good. Thank you. So, Thank so. you. Wait, really? Yeah. Kate knows who Grant Morrison is. She didn't say that. Oh, she just okay. liked my Scottish accent. 
Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. So number 10 on the New York Times bestsellers list for hardcover fiction. Uh, the Next Person You Meet in Heaven by Mitch Album. The sequel to Five People You Meet in Heaven follows Annie on her heavenly journey. Kate, any thoughts? Yeah, I know you. No, Eric has not no read thoughts. Mitch. Have you read any of the Mitch albums? Not. not even like Tuesdays with Maury? Nope. Oh, okay. Yeah, no. All right. That's all right. All right. Yeah. Number uh, nine is Leon Moriarty's. Oh, I'm going to the wrong picture. Then. Sorry. Not that it makes sense to anybody who doesn't know what I'm doing right now. Leon Moriarty's. Leon Moriarty. <laughs> nine Perfect Strangers. Yeah. So this is the villain of Sherlock Holmes. Now, I, I mean, your wife, our past guest, Kendra, is a huge fan of Leon Moriarty. I don't cast. even think this, I don't even think she was that thrilled about I think she this gave one. it three stars. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. And we are, we are doing a Leon Moriarty specially focused book club in January. The first yeah. one we're going to do is What Alice Forgot. And yeah. we're going to have Kendra back on the show to talk about Leon Moriarty in early yeah. January. That's so. true. Give me a chance to read a few more. Number eight is Look Alive 25, Janet Ivanovich. Kate, have you read any of the 25s? No, I have not read Janet Ivanovich either. I don't think you I'm such a slacker. I don't think I read anything. It's not young adult. You don't have to read. You don't have to read Janet Ivanovich. That's all right. right. Thanks for that, Pat. I read one of the Christmas ones and it was it was a hard time. A hard time in my life to read that. Well, I think if you base your whole series just off of numbers, I mean 25 yeah Ooh, let's just keep going yeah no there's not much she can, to it she can basically never retire exactly it's good news for whoever takes over the series after janet ivanovich you know when mark greeny sits down to write the next stephanie plum yeah yeah he mark can be greeny. like 38 i got a date <laughs> nice yeah it kind of writes itself <laughs> it does so yeah. there's yeah, only give so- me my money send me the check yeah. all right number seven. Oh, what just happened i don't I know i did i clicked an ad or i clicked a who's Pamela Paul. No, New York Times writer. Mm. Oh, she must make this list. Yeah, I guess so. Well, Pamela, you could do a little bit more descriptions in, oh, these, wow. in these books. Wow. We're really uh, calling her out yeah. on that one. Well, now that I have a name, uh, David Baldacci's Long Road to Mercy. Yeah. Uh, Alti. Alti? Alt- Atley. Atley Pine. Gosh. I'm going to lie down. Yeah, An FBI better. agent who is haunted by the childhood kidnapping of her twin sisters must choose between protecting her career or the United States democracy. That's this one. Okay. I always forget. Yeah. She's has to solve a crime or save government. Yeah. So. I don't I'm David Baldacci. I'm not a fan. Okay. What are you a fan of Lee Child? I used to be. Yeah. Past tense. Jack Reacher explores the New England town where his father grew up or no, just was born. So I, I feel like now do you think it's Maine? The way you write a Jack Reacher is just do like a find and replace. Yeah. Just change the MacGuffin, change yeah. the change the lady's name. Yeah. And you then you're good. You've read more. Do you think Jack Ryan's dad is from Maine, Massachusetts? New Hampshire or Connecticut? Jack Reacher. Jack Reacher's dad. I don't know. What well, does he strike you as? Like, is he ever he's like? He's not in it. He's not in it. Oh, so, so I don't know. So he's never like. I can't think of a main. Jack Reacher feels like lobster. he was born in like the heartland. He feels yeah. like he was born in the Midwest. Yeah. The Bible Belt. Yeah. The Rust Belt. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And Jack Ryan's dad is always saying wicked. You keep saying Jack Ryan <laughs> when you mean Jack Reacher. I mean Jack Reacher. Yeah. Jack Reacher's dad is always saying wicked. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, He's a big fan of The Witcher. <laughs> uh, number five, Every Breath by Nicholas Sparks. Kate, do you, you can just shake your head or not if you want the microphone for this one. No? Not neither. a fan. Uh, yeah, Kendra, my wife, the invisible yeah. woman, yeah. Uh, <laughs> she uh, she has not been excited to pick this one up. Oh, so wow. We've, we've passed it. Kendra many, even did a special episode yeah, of all the books loves called Nicholas Sparks Stark. Fly. But something about this is not... Huh. Uh, but I... some. Uh, a, 
uh, somebody over on my Twitch stream, they yeah. were talking about how they were very excited for this. So I don't oh, know. Maybe, I mean, it's been on here on the list for a while, but so so was 2x2. Two two. Yeah. So I wonder if this one is, the description is the difficult choices they meet in the Carolina. There's like no twist. So are you okay? I'm just tired. Oh, I'm sorry. I won't. It's all right. Yeah, Nicholas Sparks. Board meeting this morning, man. I met up. Sounds like it was a real board meeting. I'm going to have to dock your pay for that uh, pun. No. <laughs> I don't uh, want to. But. Number four, Target, Alex Cross by James Patterson. <laughs> Alex Cross returns to the 26 books in the series bearing his name. See, that is not a description. Tell me. Yeah. So. You already you already called her on the carpet. I don't think there's much more <laughs> you could do. Yeah. Uh, John Grisham, the Grish, Grishmeister. Yeah. I do want to read the new Grish. The Reckoning. The Reckoning. Is at number three, hardcover fiction. Yeah. A decorated World War II veteran shoots and kills a pastor inside a Mississippi church. Yeah. Uh, number two. Oh, uh, Fire and Blood by George R. R. Martin. Set 300 years before the events of Game of Thrones, this is the first volume of a two-part history of the Targaryens in Westeros, which is not book six of Look, Game of Thrones. I don't have a horse in this race, uh-huh. but Game of Thrones fans, you got to stop buying this man's other stuff. Yeah. You're just you're just encouraging his yeah. extracurricular activities. You're yeah. never going to get the end of this series. Yeah, George R. R. Martin's book on how to fly kites. Yeah. Kites and yeah. you and the men who love. I heard kites. he was in the process of adding a third R to his middle initials yeah, that's, as well. That's so going to George, George yeah. R R R Martin. Yeah, is what they're going for yeah. now. You can just you can just call him George R's. Martin. Okay. Yeah, just growl. A pirate. Uh, number one is brand new. It's the only new one on the list. That's oh, I'm ready. This is real boring. I'm excited. Uh, Kingdom of the Blind by Louise Penny. Okay. While Gamash, on, probably Gamash. Gamash. Is that the? Let's see. While on suspension, Chief Inspector Armin Gamash. Mm, yeah, it's Gamash. There it is. is made an executioner. No, an executor. Sorry, he's made an executor. <laughs> they make Gamash an executor of a stranger's world. You world. have been sentenced <laughs> to death by Gamash. Darn it. <laughs> I really wish I had said that right. Look, I've only read one of these Gamash books. It was the first one. Uh-huh. I did not like it. But okay. I think a lot of the problem was there was so much series set up that it kind of bogged down the story. Okay. So she's very popular. So I'm, I'm right. gotta get back in there. Well, he's made days. a ex executor, executor, yeah, of a stranger, uh, of a stranger's will, and tries to keep a deadly neurotic off of Montreal streets. Mm-hmm. You wanted more explanation of these titles. Yeah. Now you got it. Yeah. You know what the problem is? Tell I me. see. Ex- I see exec- executor. Yeah. And I want to say executor, the Pokemon that's like an egg. You don't have to explain to me who that is. Oh, you knew who executor? No, was. I don't. Oh, I don't. <laughs> He's but, a psychic, but you don't have to tell psych- me. Oh, he's a psychic grass type. I don't know. He turns into like a palm tree. Yeah, but what's his number? That's what I need to know. Oh, dang. No, 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 please. <laughs> don't tell me. Oh. It's just silence right now. As no, you're, did, as did, you're you can stop talking. Yeah, no, you're I don't. You know what? Instead of me it. talking, why don't you just play the music under this? See, we should have changed the music though because it only says Nick and Eric and yeah. Kate's here too. Yeah, let's do Egg. Oh, well. Zegator. All right. Well, that's just a picture of him. Okay. Well, while Eric does this thing that no one wants him to do, uh, we're going to be talking about the Goodreads Choice oh, you know, Awards. Yeah, okay. So I already gave you the uh, the lowdown at the beginning, but uh, this is split up among different categories. 103. Pokemon 103. Pokemon 103. Okay. We can move on now. Set up under different categories. There's multiple uh, rounds, so it kind of gets narrowed down to favorites. And then you vote on the finalists, and here we go. So there's several several results here. Um, before, we, before we get into this and we kind of 
of uh, take a little walk through. How, how do we feel about this list overall? That's my question. The winners specifically yeah, yeah. or how the list is formulated? Because I, I think Eric and I talked about that last year. Okay. Because he has a real issue when a continuing series yeah. wins. And I can kind of understand that. Yeah. Like, like the Sarah J. Moss, you know, it's like the seventh book in the series. Right. And anybody who likes the series, they're just going to keep voting yeah. for it anyway. Yeah. So I kind of feel like, and I mean, I've been guilty of this myself, that it's like you look at it and it's like there's one that you've read and so you vote for it. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. I know that's not much necessarily what I do. <laughs> the, the best in there. No. Yeah. I just thought overall, I was a little disappointed with the winners. Yeah. Uh, I really didn't. I, I didn't have much stake in it either no. though. Like as I was looking through them, I was like, I haven't read any of this. So, mm. well, I don't know, Eric, what did you think? Were you yeah, overall, were you impressed with what was out there? Did you find it like a good representation? Uh, let's see. I mean, I recognized a lot of them this year. Yeah, but they told me to, and I did. All right. They well, said, let's you better recognize, in. and I did. No, I mean, it's just, I, I don't know. Usually, usually I feel like, yeah, okay, that makes sense. Or at least like yeah. the top three, I'm like, well, I would have gone in another direction. This time, I mean, like Kate said, I just, I'm very like unattached to this list. I don't, I don't have a lot. Yeah, I so don't. let's go ahead and look at best fiction. Uh, and this may be the dullest one on here for me. I never, ever expected this to win. And it is, is best fiction. Still Me by Jojo Moyes. This is what, book three in this series. I honestly thought that everyone was over this Jojo Moyes series. I know there was that movie that no one watched, but I... I so kinda, many people saw it. Did they? Yeah. Okay. I made tons of money. All right. I just never hear people asking for this book. They just, I don't hear a lot of buzz about these books. So in this one, I was really, I was pretty surprised. Wasn't, is it still me? Came out in January. I feel like that was on the, the New York Times sellers for a love. I'm sure it was. Uh, I'm sure it was on there. You said me before you. Yeah. (laughs) Me before you is the the first one that had the movie. I just when you when you look in here, I think there's a lot of things that that were pretty buzzed about, like Jody Picoult's Ooh. Spark of Light, mm-hmm. Female Persuasion by Meg Wolitzer, mm-hmm. um, There There by Tommy Orange, an absolutely remarkable thing by Hank Green. I feel like all of these had a lot of buzz and a lot of interest uh, in a way that I didn't hear anything about Jojo Moyes Still Me. So yeah. I don't know. I was surprised and a little like wah wah about this. Yeah. Um, so, so still me won second place with a with a pretty healthy uh, margin, about fourteen thousand separating the first place from second place. We have American Marriage by Tiari Jones, and then in third place, uh, Frederick Bachman's Up Against Us Against You. No, it's not that I heard tons of positive things about Us Against You, but it did have the buzz. So I don't know. Fourth place, Leanne Moriarty's Nine Perfect Strangers. But this this to me was not an interesting pick or a particularly interesting list. So what do I know? Uh, let's look at best mystery and thriller. Kate, did you read any of these? I know you're a J.K. Oh, Rowling. I'm oh. really, uh, I'm, I get stuck in the YA so much. Okay. I thought maybe you would have read uh, third third place here. We have uh, J.K. Rowling slash Robert Galbraith. You know, I haven't wife. gotten that one yet. I you am haven't. looking forward to it, though. I read a decent amount on here. Um, of, of the ones nominated, I read The Woman in the Window, The Wife Between Us, uh, Death of Mrs. Westaway by Ruth Ware, uh, I Sometimes I Lie by Alice Feeney, and uh, Last Time I Lied by Riley Sager. Mm-hmm. I read all of those, and um, the winner was Stephen King's The Outsider. And I don't, I mean, Eric, did you hear a lot of good things about I'm, I was surprised at this one for mystery. I don't think I heard tons of good things about this, but yeah. I don't. We didn't hear as much bad things 
as like elev- all I've heard with elevation is negative stuff. Yeah. So well, just, that and Sleeping Beauties. Yeah. Outsiders was just there for a long time, but I didn't hear a lot of people talking about it, and I didn't yeah. see a lot of talk about it in general. It sounds like I mean he's been getting a little bit more into the the mystery end of things, like the Mister Mercedes or the Bill Hodges trilogy was very much uh, in the mystery genre versus like horror or something. So I haven't gotten to the Outsider yet. I haven't read it. Um, my vote in this was, uh, the wife between us, because I thought like mystery wise, that was very well done. It was, it, it, I was constantly, constantly kept me guessing. I was really curious what was going on. I really liked that. Um, and that got fourth place. So, you know, uh, the woman in the window by AJ Finn took second place. You like that one? Yeah, actually, I think I, I'm looking at my ratings here. I actually rated that one a little higher. But I felt like The Wife Between Us was a better mystery, whereas Women in the Windows may be a better book overall. Yeah. But I would have been happy with any of those. The J.K. Rowling book in here, Lethal White, um, this has gotten a pretty much universal, like, blah, response. Which of these have you read, Kate? Just I've read, there are three. This is, book f- this is the fourth. This is yeah. four, yeah. So I've read all three. Okay. And I felt like the series was improving did as you? it went, though, okay. yeah. I mean, changing a little bit, maybe a little more gruesome. It's yeah, that's in what spots, I hear. Spots, but I think it also the action was a little bit better. The story was a little bit clearer. Yeah. So I had high hopes for this one. Now I'm a little concerned. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you know, I, I'm okay with this one. There's there's at least a decent amount that I felt like were were pretty good, buzzy and interesting. The president is missing. I tried to read and just <laughs> hated so much I that I stopped. Um, then She Was Gone by Lisa Jewell is probably the one that I think has had the most buzzed. I know we were just talking about our digital collections. Uh, and so I was looking into, and this one has probably the most holds on Overdrive right now. This right. has, I think I think we maybe have one, maybe two copies of this digitally. And it has 80 holds on it. Wow. So <laughs> that's a pretty good indication like that there's buzz, at yeah. least a lot of interest in that one. But again, the winning mystery this year was Stephen King's The Outsider. Do you think that was just because it's Stephen King? Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it's it's got the most name recognition and yep. all that. Um, but I think that's probably true of our next winner as well. Eric, you want to give us a rundown on some of the uh, nominees for greatest or best historical fiction? Best historical fiction. Yeah, I'm going to. Here we go. All right. Uh, so <laughs> who was, let's see, what's second place? Uh, the Tattooist of uh, Auschwitz. Auschwitz yeah. That's actually, I mean, it's second place, but I feel like I've been hearing a lot. I've been seeing this a lot of different places. Yeah. Um, I have to. The Immortalist by Chloe Benjamin. That that was on some like best of the year list. The Immortalist. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's at third place. Fourth place is the Clock, uh, Clockmaker's Daughter, mm-hmm. Kate Morton, and then fifth place is Where the Crawdads Sing by that, Delilah Owens. I think I think that was probably like bestseller. Mm-hmm. That was probably the well, no, no. I think the winner is probably the one that was longest on the bestseller list. But yeah. where the crawdads sing has got a lot of uh, a lot of play and has been picked up for. I think is that the one that's on? That's the Oprah book club pick, correct? Yes, I think so. No, you got that wrong. It's Reese Witherspoon. Yes. Oh, okay. All right. So well, we also discussed in um, two episodes back. We talked about the map of uh, salt and stars, and that was one that I was really interested in. And of course, I'm currently reading. Mm-hmm. Barbara King Solvers Unsheltered. Well, the winner so far. of the historical is Kristen Hanna's The Great Alone. Yeah, I like that. I think that that's... Um, so, Kristen Hanna... Have you ever read Kristen Hanna, Kate? You're not familiar with... Uh, okay. Um, 
Never mind. I'll What's, keep it like that. What was it? What is her big one? The Nightingale. The Nightingale. The nightingale. You love uh, that one. You're always like, more Nightingale, please. I, I actually think that The Great Alone is a much better book than The Nightingale. I think The Nightingale, it's World War Two, and it's just... I think that it's... This is Nick's critique of World War II. Here it comes. <laughs> the Nightingale, I just think it's it's a topic that has been so covered yeah. in literature, especially in recent years. I mean, All the Light We Cannot See comes to mind. A lot of books written about World War II. And I think the Nightingale kind of went for the easy, like, sentimental, mm-hmm. almost schmaltzy uh, thing. I mean, it's, it's a hard book to read. It's certainly upsetting in places. I'm not trying to take anything away from it. But right. I, think, I think it's more of a, a simpler slam dunk you know, because uh-huh. of the, because of the subject, where the Great Alone deals with the Vietnam War and the fallout of the Vietnam War. That one does. This is the one where they go to Alaska yes. and the dad becomes like a blacksmith. Uh, he, not a blacksmith, but yeah, basically hmm. he he inherits some land in um, Alaska from one of his friends who died in the Vietnam War. Right, and so his family's just kind of downtrodden, down on their luck, and they're like, "Well, we got nothing to lose. Let's go up to Alaska," and. Uh, well, I don't want to give too much away, but basically some members of the family really blossom in this setting and some do not at all. Right. And it just, it's dark and realistic in, in a way that I think, I don't know. I don't want to give too much away, but okay. it deals, it deals with post-traumatic stress and it deals with this sort of um, fish out of water in a way that I, I think is, is pretty good. Although I've heard some criticism that it, kind of trivializes the post-traumatic stress uh-huh. element of it. And I think that's a fair criticism. But overall, I think it was, I think it, the book was very well done and, and I enjoyed it. So I, I'm okay with that winning. All right. My <laughs> wife bought it for 50 cents. Yeah, I heard. I think she'd enjoy it. I, I don't know why it. it was 50 cents. We kept looking like, is this? Yeah, what's wrong with it? Yeah. All right, Eric, take us in Best Fantasy because I don't have anything to say about this one. Kate, I know one of your favorites is on here, though. I'm curious if you read it. Did, right. you, did you read Patricia Briggs' Burn Bright? Yes, I did. Nice. Did I you like? I'm up to date with Patricia Briggs' books. Did you like it? I did like it. Okay. Yeah. Now, okay. And so, that's the Alpha and Omega series, yeah, okay, which I, I do ask. like better than the Mercy Thompson series, okay. personally. But they are. Are they like internally? Are they set within the same world? Yes. They are. Okay. Yes. And okay. So remind Just me the again. Focus on different characters. Okay. And Alpha and Omega. Mm-hmm. What is? Th- I mean, that makes it sound like a like is it werewolf? It's it's a huskies. They're husky dogs. Family films, ah, CGI family okay. film dog movies. Sure. Okay. Thanks for chiming in for that. That might be true, but Patricia Briggs, Alpha and Omega is they are werewolves. Okay. Yes. There's the alpha werewolf and the Omega who has the calming effect <laughs> over. Okay. The the pack. And the the Mercy Thompsons. All, all I've read in any of this is that one of the graphic novels, so I know like next okay. to nothing about it. What's her deal? Mercy Thompson is a shapeshifter. Oh, she's not a werewolf. She has like a magical being. Interesting. She can shift into a coyote. Okay. So she kind of falls into their world. She grew up with the werewolves, and then ends up actually w- marrying a werewolf also later on. Oh. So, so she's she's deep in the werewolf world. I see. Anything else on the fantasy things that you read? I've read none of these, so I got nothing. I, don't I got nothing to add. Think so. Keep okay. Going. Let me see. Patricia Briggs. Nope, that's it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Here I am then. Go ahead, Eric. Take it away. Uh, all right. So I have heard of Age of War, and I meant to. It was actually, I sent you a list of some fantasy books we should get, yep. and this was on it. Oh, okay. Uh, Age of War, it has like 4,000 votes. Age of it's, War by Michael J. Sullivan. Yes, it has. Uh, it's a trilogy series. It came out when I was looking at uh, Audible books oh. uh, to listen to. This was one of the most highly recommended 
uh, fantasy books there. But because it's book three of a trilogy, I didn't do it. So um, who else is on the list? Nora Roberts, year one, made it. We had a lot of fun comparing that to yes, Batman year one. So yes, I'm looking forward to Nora Roberts, year two, because that's not as good of a Batman story. Uh, Spinning Silver by Naomi Novak. This is the sequel to, oh, no, the, darn it. Darn oh, it all. that's right. We talked about this last time. Yes, this. I don't. Well, tell tell a little about it, and I'll figure out what it's what its background. Okay. Is. Uh, I mean, this is the sequel to the book that won the Nebula, uh, by Naomi Novak. Um, so it's a fantasy young adult book, but it ends up on a lot of adult lists. But every time I f- I see it, it's always in the young adult section. So, uh, Uprooted is the name of the first book. Okay. Um, so I do mean I need to read the first book. Um, but I. It's strange because here I haven't seen Spinning Silver as popular as the first one. So uh, The Shape of Water is in second place. So that is just, I mean, that's just the movie, right? They just not. Yeah. It's essentially I like would, a novelization. I think so, almost. yeah. So. Okay. And then first place is uh, the book my wife is going to read for, for us to tell us if this is, Thank uh, you. is Circe by Madeline Miller. It's not that like it sounds bad. I just don't understand how this became like the best-selling yeah. fantasy book of the year yeah. and people i mean this it, one it feels like it just came out of nowhere this one by forty thousand votes yeah. so that's that's uh not a small deal yeah i know so uh yeah so the winner for fantasy is cersei yeah. by madeline miller and if you've read this book tell us where it came from and why you liked it yeah yeah so there you go that was the best fantasy all right let's talk best of the best so this is the 10 years of the goodreads choice awards i know that we've each read a couple in here um kate what did you vote for in this one i did vote for the hate you give you did i did i really enjoyed that one i think it's uh it had a lot that anyone could benefit Mm -hmm. from a good message in its takeaway so there were quite a few in here that i liked that i that i could have seen voting for um the ones that I actually did vote for didn't make it to the final cut, so I switched my vote to be Stephen King's Eleven Twenty Two Sixty Three. I loved that book. I've but never read Stephen King. I really want to have to get on the train. That was a time travel point. story. I don't know. Okay. I, I bet. I bet I could help you find one that you like. Probably. We yes. can talk off mic. <laughs> okay. I'll set you up. Um, I re- I really liked uh, Little Fires Everywhere by Celeste Ng. I really liked Eleanor and Park, um, The Martian, Gone Girl. A lot of things on here that I read and enjoyed. Fault in um, Our Stars was good. I haven't read it. Oh, really? That is, All the Light We really Cannot See. Though. Yeah, yeah. What about you, Eric? What was your vote for this one? I didn't vote for this one. Oh, you didn't? No, I guess I didn't. Haven't Sorry, you everybody. Of, you've read a lot of these, though, haven't you? Uh, let's see. I have read The Martian. Yeah. I've read Catching Fire, yeah. The Fault in Our Stars, Eleanor and Park, and that. Oh, and The Ocean at the End of the Lane. So what would you vote for? Uh, I mean, out of the ones I read, I'd give it to The Martian. Yeah, Martian's good. Um, even though... Fault in Our Stars is probably a better... Ocean at the End of the Lane is probably a better book, too. Okay. But I'm sure The Hate You Give is better than all of them. Well, the winner, um, of course, is The Hate You Give with yes. 68,000 votes. Yeah. Uh, with 60,000 votes, next in line is All the Light We Cannot See by Anthony Dewar, which makes perfect sense to me because yeah. that was a phenomenon. Yeah. I'm surprised to see Court of Mist and Fury yeah. by Sarah J. Moss so high up it's there. It's very high, Does, considering the competition. Yeah, but there you go. Yeah, number four is The Help. Yeah the help and gone girl is on there i haven't read it but i saw the movie i like the movie mm. the book's very good i think the book's uh, better than the movie well i think the movie's better than you i'm not familiar with any of these romance titles okay. i don't know if either of you are uh should we should i click on it because every yeah. time i do it's always kind of well the winner was i'll let kate read off of the <laughs> the winner was the kiss quotient by helen hoing 
43,000 votes. Next in line, All Your Perfects by Colleen Hoover. And then third place, The Wedding Date by Jasmine Gilroy. Uh, J.R. Ward tends to be pretty popular. She She's coming yeah. in at the fourth. Have you read any J.R. Ward? I haven't. haven't. I really don't do romance. Yeah, okay. Anyway. Some of hers, they kind of, they're, they lean more supernatural than Sometimes than they romance. do, yeah. I've it's, seen her come up on other like yeah. fantasy supernatural kind of yeah. ones. Oh. Uh, Lisa Klepas, Hello Stranger. She's the author of the uh, the, the dress books. Oh, uh, boy. I don't know. Nothing. It's okay. gone now. The Selection. Oh, okay. The Selection series. Right. Nope. No, that's not her. Never mind. I don't know who Lisa Klepas is. Thank you. I screwed that up. Darker is real low on this list. Fifth place. Oh, the... Uh, the eels, yeah. Gray. Sorry, darker. I don't know why you say it like that, but I don't know. I think maybe that series is done. Oh well, yeah, I think it is too. Okay. Uh, all right, go ahead with um, sci-fi, Eric. All right, let's see. I have probably haven't read any of this. This is I, I'm so bad at keeping up. The only thing I ever keep yeah, up new-wise with is uh, movies. Mm. Uh, all right. Anyway, The Consuming Fire by John Scalzi. That's book two of the first one I read. The first oh, one, okay. The Collapsing Empire. So this is the second one. Well, that's the lowest on the list. Yeah. So good job. Looks like people hated it. I guess so. Uh, John, in... John Scalzi's on here a couple times. Oh, he's got Consuming Fire and he's got Head On. Listen, I I don't love John Scalzi. Okay. Sinzin Lau wrote Ball Lightning. That's a standalone from what I understand. He wrote uh, The Three Body Problem, which was very good. Oh, yeah. Um. And it seems like people are still looking for it. I was in Barnes and Noble, and somebody was asking to find that. Oh, so that's I cool. mean, yeah, that's just one of the things I heard heard at Barnes and Noble. I said heard. Yeah. Star Wars: Thrawn Alliances. John Scalzi head on is on this list. Yep. Uh, James A. Corey still stays pretty high for like book what fifteen? Yeah. Martha Wells: Artificial Conditioning. That's book two of her Murderbot the Diaries. Murderbot Diaries. These which, are novel uh, novellas. We've ordered all those. So that'll be in the system. <gasps> yeah. So that's four parts. Um, and then, all right, so the top four, you have Only Human by, uh, go on. Oh, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I don't have it up. Oh, there we go. Uh, Sil- Sylvan. Newville. Newville. You got Vox by Christina Delcher. You got Pierce Brown's Iron Gold. Book, and that's book four in The Red Rising. Yeah, I've s- seen this around a lot. I have too. They seem popular. But and V.E. Schwab's. Did I say that right? Yeah. I hope so. Uh, Vengeful. This is Villain's book two. She wrote The uh, Darker Shades of Magic and mm. whatnot. So... She seems pretty popular. I didn't realize this was sci-fi. So there you go. All right. Well, moving on to horror. This, <laughs> this, is, one, this is one that I take issue with. Yeah. Um, Elevation One this, by Stephen King. Yeah. I, for, and I have to assume that's because... This is just what people read. That's what people read. But yes. still, why would you vote for it? Do they not know how this awards yeah, work? Clicking doesn't mean you read it. It right. means you think it was great. Yeah. Well, it's fun to vote. It is fun I, to vote. I, honestly, I think that... <laughs> I don't know. I just, I mean, I've talked about this so much, so I won't get too deep into it. But uh-huh. uh, I think it's only very loosely horror. Right. Like, you can think about the concept and think like, oh, that would be scary. But it's not a scary it's book. Weird. It's not a, I would not classify this as horror. It's weird that Elevation ended up here and not The Outsider. Because yeah. that seems like it'd be scarier because it's about kid going missing from a murderer. Yeah. So that's yeah. scary. So, take that with a grain of salt i guess because i don't think that elevation i don't think it is a horror novel for one yeah and i'm pretty sure that it's not good yeah so uh i i don't have anything to say about this section either uh the cabin at the end of the world is in second place no it's not baby teeth baby teeth not familiar uh drake oh dracul dracul is at number three and rice made it uh with christopher rice 
mm-hmm. Ramses the Damned, The Passion of Cleopatra. Yeah, this is the, this is a sequel to the first Ramses book. Yeah. So I mean, Anne Rice is always a favorite, but uh, pretty pretty low votes on that. Yeah. Um, yeah, not not a ton exciting in here. Not not exciting for me anyway. But, yeah. And it looks like the it's compared to some of the other categories, it's pretty low vote wise, and um, elevation wins by double the yeah. next on the list. So all right, well that's humor kinda, that's kind of skewed. Is Tiffany Haddish the last black unicorn? Uh, and she uh, it's only two thousand votes between here, but it's funny. So first and second place are very close with yeah. the last black unicorn by Tiffany Haddish and Dave Sedaris's calypso mm-hmm. but then there's like no competition between second and third place yeah. um megan Mal- i can't megan malali yeah and uh nick offerman's yeah. their book the greatest love story ever told is on there you got yeah. bussy phillips busy phillips busy this, this i've will, been saying bussy for years this will only hurt a little <laughs> yeah uh i did i want i thought the uh hope never dies the barack obama joe biden mm-hmm. mystery oh yeah looked pretty fun it looked yeah. reminiscent of those elvis mysteries that i liked yeah so i haven't read it but i'd like to and i also wanted to read uh, ellie kemper's book my squirrel days which yeah. i do have in the collections so. uh retta had a book out she's from parks and rec so that's some parks and recs alumni I guess as so. well yeah. uh so close to being the oh y'all don't even know now i haven't read uh I eric idol yeah, Eric Idle. I haven't read Jeez. Tiffany Haddish's Last Black Unicorn. I've heard uh-huh. that it's, I mean, because it's like a autobiography, that it's definitely, she's had a rough life. Yeah. So some of it is yeah. not funny. Um, I loved the David Sedaris book, Calypso. Mm-hmm. And, and while it certainly was funny, uh, I don't know that, I don't know that overall I would categorize that as right. humor. Oh. Some of his books, Me Talk Pretty One Day, Dress Your Family in Corduroy Denim, are like, mm-hmm. you'll drive off the road listening to those. They're so funny. Right. This was a lot more, he's like very reflective and looking back on his life and his family and like growing older. Mm-hmm. It's more, I don't know. I don't know that if you're, not, if you're not a David Sedaris fan, I don't know if picking up Calypso is going to win you over because sure. I felt, I felt very, um, I said when I reviewed this earlier in the year that it was like, catching up with an old friend and that's really that's really what sold it for me if you're not familiar with his family and like everything that goes into that i just i don't know that you'd find it in here so Mm. i think this is for david sedaris fans okay i wouldn't i wouldn't recommend this as your first david sedaris i would say for that go me talk pretty one day right all right uh springfield confidential uh the simpsons book Mm. is on here and i've heard it's it's got like four stars on Goodreads, but I feel like I've heard mixed things about this. I've heard almost nothing about it. I don't think it made much of an impact. Well, Nick, you don't know anything about The Simpsons. Hmm. Yeah, I guess you're right. So, I guess you're right. <laughs> All right, take a look at nonfiction. Okay. Uh, chime in if if anybody's uh, got one of these in here that they read or are interested in. Uh, I can tell you that the second placed the second place book here, uh, Girl Wash Your Face, is the one that we've had the most requests for. Hmm. So Girl Wash Your Face by Rachel Hollis has definitely been a popular one here. Who's Rachel Hollis? I don't know. Oh. <laughs> um, and then I'll Be Gone in the Dark, the uh, a posthumous release by the Michelle winner. McNamara about the Golden State Killer. Yeah. Uh, that took that took the win, and um, it's certainly been a lot of interest in it, uh, the topic. and Reese Witherspoon is in fourth place yeah. with her book. So Whiskey in a Teacup, and third place, the uh, Bob Woodward book on Donald Trump, Fear Trump in the White House. Mm-hmm. Uh, to the top there. A lot of other political ones in here. Nothing really uh, jumping out is yeah. too exciting All right. for me. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> memoir and autobiography. So why isn't Reese Witherspoon's book here? I don't understand I don't know. Maybe things. Maybe it's not a memoir. It, it's by her, about her life. 
Yeah. Go on. It doesn't necessarily mean it's Go a memoir. Go on. The winner of this is Educated by You Tara, wanted to read this. By Tara Westover, yeah. And this is one. I know within our system, there's been a lot of book clubs and things on it. It was on Barack Obama's list. Um, so it's, it's one yeah. that's gotten a lot of attention. So it makes perfect sense to me that this will yeah. win. I think Becoming by Michelle Obama is in second place. That is a pretty... Uh, a pretty tight race there. I think that if had this come out earlier in the year, this probably would have won because mm, more people would have read it. It's been, you know, it's been everywhere. A lot of anticipation about this yeah. book. Uh, Sally Field is in third place with a huge drop off. There a difference of about 35,000 votes. Yeah. Well, a popular seventies actress with compared to Michelle Obama, the yeah. last, uh, the previous, uh, first lady. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, I love Sally Field. Was I right? I was saying seventies. Yeah. Was the height of her popularity. Yeah. Probably, okay. uh, at least the height of her movie career, I would say. Okay. Uh, Sorry, Sally 80s, you know. Field. Anyway, uh, I love Sally Field. She reads the audiobook. I was really excited about this. I started this and got decently into it and just was not interested. Mm. I just couldn't get it. A lot about her mother and her family was kind of similar to Diane Keaton's book. It just wasn't the aspect of her that I was interested in. Right. Um, I read the James Comey book, but... It was stupid. I, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't vote for it. It didn't give right. you any information that you don't already know if you have a Twitter account. So <laughs> nothing of, of real right. interest there. Uh, history and biography. So a little mm-hmm. different from memoir and autobiography. I though. guess, yeah. Even though it's a biography that won. I mean, the Fred Rogers book won. Yeah. The, so how can, you, uh, how can you argue with Mr. Yeah. Rogers? The Good Neighbor, The Life and Works of Fred Rogers. Uh, did, took the top there. Did this Robin Williams book have no publicity? Because I have not heard of it until now yeah. and it's i it's hard to imagine that a race between mr rogers and Will, uh robin williams is like so steep because it's like twenty thousand different yeah and it's just like nobody showed up yeah anyway that's a little sad pretty big pretty big uh, yeah. jump there i wanted to read the monk of mocha by dave eggers that looks mm-hmm. interesting to me nathan uh, nathaniel philbrick's in the hurricane's eye uh mm-hmm. he's you know he's a historian that always is popular with readers as well as doris kern's good one and her book uh, leadership in turbulent times Mm. um she's i mean she's done a whole series on presidential history and they're always well received uh much much fewer votes in this (laughs) category as we get lower down the list here all right science and technology the winner is the rise and fall of the dinosaurs by stephen brusette i never finished this yeah eric's stirring uh recommendation on this was he always read it before bed because it helped him fall asleep yeah he said it as if it was a good thing but yeah. i don't think the author well, would have taken that. half of the book is like about dinosaurs this is what dinosaurs probably did this yeah. is how they probably ate this is how they hung out with each other and through parties but then the other half was just about like the writer going around the world and talking to people like as they're digging up dinosaur bones but it's it's like a description of them like this is the type of cocoa this guy used mm. this was how much pepper he has in a beard and it's just it's a big book already. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, get we, we picked this up because we want to read about the dinosaurs, not because of this wise man that you met, you know, on the Nile yeah. who helped you learn to love again. I hear you. So, um, Spying on Whales. This this Michu uh, Kaku, The Future of Humanity. I remember I almost picked this up. Yeah, that actually did look really interesting. It looks about interesting. In that. But it also might be a bit too uh, hopeful oh. uh, for, for yeah. my taste right Lord now. Lord knows we don't need hope right now. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, second place was Stephen Hawking's posthumous release. Brief answers to the big questions. Yeah. Uh, let's take a oh. look at, well, let's just, let's just, uh, budget what, but it was budgets. 
he explains why Spider-Man it. Four didn't happen. Oh, I see. So people, yeah, the big question: Why didn't they Sony do Spider-Man Four? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the winner for best food and cookbooks was Cravings: Hungry for More by Chrissy Teigen. I don't know nothing about this. Yeah, I don't either. All right, graphic novels and comics. Yeah, uh, this one is one of those like it's always the same yeah. uh, titles. Though Adventure Zone is new here, uh, Little Moments of Love is new here, but Little Moments of Love and Herding Cats, they're just web comics. Yeah, I was going to say, that's more like a comic strip. I wouldn't really yeah. put that in graphic novels. This would be if uh, the new Garfield collection right. was on the list. Yeah. So, but I mean, uh, Sarah Scribbles is hilarious. Uh, and the little moments of love is very funny. Saga came in. Saga is in third place. Mm-hmm. At, I mean, that's volume eight, though. And then yeah. you have um, Ms. Marvel, yeah. which is also volume yeah. eight. Uh, Paper Girls is a lot lower this year than normal. Yeah, um, that was my vote. I liked Paper yeah. Girls. Adventure and Zone. I did, I did want to read Fence as well. Fence volume one. Yeah. Be Prepared by uh, Vera Brosgall, uh, who wrote... Um, Anya's ghost okay. uh, was very good and got me a little choked up. Oh. Made me realize I have uh, like heart, uh, heartful memories of uh, heart. summer camp. It's not that I have a heart. And then monstrous volume three. This is this book. This series is coming out slowly. It feels like, mm. but we have the first two volumes in our collection, and I keep I keep checking them out and then not reading them because uh, they look very heavy. So that's all. Okay. So herding cats by Sarah Anderson one. Uh, best graphic novels. Yeah. yeah. And I don't think that it's a graphic right. novel. But so anyway. Next book is... Poetry. Wow. Jeez. We have I bet a, you don't think graphic novels are literature. I do. In uh, <laughs> in poetry, we have a repeat winner, Amanda Lovelace. Yeah. Uh, she won last year for Women Are Some Kind of Magic. And this year, she's winning for The Witch Doesn't Burn in this one. Yeah. This couple is authors, Nick's autobiography. couple <laughs> authors that you're familiar with in here, Eric. Oh. Kwame Alexander. Yeah. Uh, was nominated for Rebound. Jason Reynolds nominated for for everyone mm-hmm. any of these in here do anything for you guys uh the poet x has been popular rebound a little less popular than his other ones at least Kwame here Alexander's, yeah. uh yeah and uh the everyone yeah um blood water paint i remember we had a request for that oh. um i didn't have it in our collection but now we do um so yeah i don't read poetry kate do you read poetry I don't. I really need to get outside of the YA fantasy yeah. genre a little bit, apparently, because I'm going through these going, nope, don't well, have that one. April is, that. April is National Poetry Month, so I always try to read one or two collections, there but that's, that's outside of that. I usually don't, but it's nice to, I mean, I try to do it during that time. Yeah. Best debut. And I hate poetry. I know you do. Hey, it's okay. Best debut <laughs> author. A couple in here that I read and enjoyed were uh, The Woman in the Window by A.J. Finn, which was my vote for this. I also really enjoyed An Absolutely Remarkable Thing by Hank Green. Either of you? Uh, I need to read. I want to read there. There after we talked about it on the which Tommy, awards? Tommy Orange. Yeah. Um, and then I don't know what else is on here. Children of Blood and Bone, which won, is the winner of the debut, uh, has been very popular. Mm. Um, and that is a young adult fantasy title. Okay. So, um, kind of. I'm always surprised to see. Like this is the best young adult book, but it's in somewhere else. Yeah, but well, debut I mean, this author is debut covers author, a lot yeah. of things. Yeah, there's a lot of. And uh, then the tattooist of uh, Auschwitz. Um, yeah, has been place. doing well. So, yeah. and I guess maybe the kiss quotient must be better than I would have thought because it's here. Qu- oh, the kiss quotient. That yeah, yep, that won the uh, the it's romance. Fourth place. Uh, again, the map of salt and stars by Jennifer Zenyev Jukadar is in here as well. And that's that's on my list of two reads. All right, young adult fiction. Let's do it. 
Okay. All right. Uh, right. This is fiction because young adult gets two sections. It gets fantasy and sci-fi, and then yep. it gets fiction. Um, All right, Kate. What what in these have you read? Anything in here? No, it's all We're the in fantasy. Your zone. I, I read oh, the, you're fantasy, the fantasy. Okay, that's the, all right. Not the regular well, fiction. I was really interested uh, about in the second place winner here, which is Sadie by Courtney Summers. I picked this up and flipped through it, and uh, I'm still planning to read it. I got the audiobook, okay. and it's one of those ones that sometimes it's dialogue, sometimes it's a different perspective. It's really hard to follow audio Aww. style. So I think, do you think it'll be easier if you get a I do hard because copy of you know it. the formatting in the book tells you like now this is something different. But in the right. audiobook, I was like, wait, what? What? Who is this? That has so to be difficult. I yeah. do want to read it. I'm going to go back for that. That is in second place. Anything on here, Eric, that uh, stands out to you? Um, what stood out to me the most was I did pretty good this year in buying my books. Yeah, because sometimes what happens is we read the young adult fiction. And I'm like, crap, I only have two of these. Nope, I got lots. Uh, the Cheerleaders has been popular by Kara Thomas. Um, Love, Hate, and Other Filters. And The Case for Jamie, you don't want to talk about. That's Brittany Cavallaro. That's the uh, Watson and Holmes, oh, the yes. Charlotte Holmes series that yes, yes. you think is. Uh, Cassie West is very popular. Love Life and Love Life in the List. She She's also very, it seems like she puts out two books a year. Uh, Pudding. Um, this is the sequel to Dumplin, mm-hmm. which now has a new movie on Netflix oh, starring cool. Jennifer Aniston oh. and uh, Dolly Parton just put out a soundtrack for it. Wow. So uh, it's about a uh, an overweight daughter of a beauty pageant star oh. and she's going to put on a beauty show. I see. Um, so yeah, I, was, I heard it was going to be a movie, but I didn't realize it was Netflix. Mm. So... Uh, yeah, I've seen the movie covers and things for the book. Yeah, so uh, and I went to go see if we have it, and it's uh, our copies are checked out. Yeah. So uh, it's getting a. Well, we should get the movie cover then. <gasps> I always like having the movie, oh, cover. movie cover. I know. Uh, Save the date by Morgan Matson. Uh, she's been becoming uh, more popular. Um, she wrote the unexpected everything. Okay. And then we have some sequels. The Lady's Guide to uh, Petticoats and Piracy is the vice and virtue from last year. Okay. Sadie, like you said, is in second place. First place is Leah on the Offbeat, which um, isn't a sequel, but it's by the uh, author of uh, Simon versus the Homo Sapien Agenda, which mm. became the Love, Simon movie. Such a dull title compared to the original. Yeah, but I guess the movie did okay. Yeah, I think it so did. So I think, yeah, but people seem to really like Love, Simon. Mm. Um and then the book of the movie. Uh, I actually heard more about the movie than the book. So yeah, there you go. I think I did too. Um, and then, yeah, Lee and the Offbeat. I've been has seemed pretty, pretty steady. Yeah. So there you go. All right. All right. So I'll give the mic to Kate. Don't even do don't even address me during this stuff. Best young adult fantasy and fiction. Well, hey, I know I, I know here. Kate. You're familiar with the winner. I am. You want to tell them who the winner is? Uh, the winner is Kingdom of Ash by Sarah J. Moss. Yeah, which we hit on in the beginning of the show, which yes. Kate is desperately trying to finish right yeah, now. Yeah, I, I would really like to pass it on. I, I feel like other people might want to read it, maybe even a little bit more than I do. Wow. It's kind of, I mean, this is her fourth year in a row winning, is basically it? for this series. Yeah. So Yeah, I'm not really surprised. I do like the Court series better, actually, oh, okay. than the Assassin mm-hmm. ones. The Court series, we moved to adults. Uh, the adult section after a court novella came out and we're like huh well we don't need we we don't we'll let the adults find never mind all right and so yeah but she's she's in here twice because court of frost and starlight is here as well i see veronica was the filthy novella veronica roth the carve the mark series uh, did did make it in here book number two but we haven't heard good things about that all you fans of lazmat 
uh, you can come back and, and read it there. Uh, I tried to read the first one. Yeah. I wasn't a fan. No. I read Divergent, but I didn't read any of the other of, of that series. I either. read the Divergent really series, but it went downhill for me. So I didn't want to pick this one up really. Uh, uh, the third place is Holly Black for The Cruel Prince. Um, I've not read this. I enjoyed The Spiderwick Chronicles. Yeah, Spiderwick Chronicles were good. I haven't I'm good read with that. any of her other things. I want to read The Children of Blood and Bone. I haven't picked it up yet. That's another big one, though. Yeah. That's a really long yeah. book. Yeah. We've got Brandon Sanderson on here with Skyward. And there's uh, Susan Dennard, the Sight Witch book down there. I've read a couple of those. They're all right, too. Oh, I remember that series. Yeah, they're not bad. Anything you want to say, Eric? Skyward is very is pretty new, so I wonder if that's a case of if it had come out sooner. Mm. Um, if it, I don't think it. I'm sure it wouldn't beat you know Sarah J. Moss, yeah. but I wonder if it would be higher on the list because yeah, it's possibly. pretty low. Dread Nation, uh, I thought would be higher because I've been hearing a lot more about that and it's been popular. Uh, and Marie Lou because she's she stays pretty popular, but I mean the people voting. You know, uh, mm. Kingdom of Ash. It's often described as like a young adult Game of Thrones. Yeah. So. Like you look at the books that are on the top young adult, and I wonder, there's probably more adults voting here probably. than teenagers. Um, so anyway, uh, there you go. Anything else, Kate? You want to say about the fantasy sci-fi section? No, I think we covered it. I do like Marie Lou. I'd probably pick up that her other books. I read the Legend series, the Legend, right? Yeah, Legend. Yeah, the, so that was a good one. I enjoyed her her series of that. But So I've read a few of the authors on there, but not all of the new ones. I, I tend to pick up the old ones first and cruise through them. Best Middle Grade in Children's has a real snooze fest. Yeah, of Trials of Apollo by Rick Riordan. Uh, okay. <laughs> I mean, I guess this is the last book in the trilogy. <laughs> so maybe there's that. But I mean, you have some interesting stuff here. You have City of Ghosts by Victoria Schwab. You have The Magic Misfits, which is the new book by Neil Patrick Harris. Um, and you have a Rick Riordan presents Aru Shar and the end of time by, uh, Rashi Chosky, who wrote some young adult series. Uh, the, uh, the earth is gold book or whatever. I can't remember. So it is kind of dull to have like the trials of Apollo yeah. here as the winner. The last of the Penderwick series is in here. Yeah. By Gene Birdsell. I guess Penderwick's people like last. that. Yeah. Um, the only one, the only one on this list that I've seen repeatedly and think like, oh, I want to pick that up uh -huh. is, uh, Willa of the Wood, which is, yes. which is book one of a series uh, by yeah. Robert Beatty. Familiar with this, Kate? Um, my daughter actually read Robert Beatty's other series. Oh, okay. Um, oh, and now I'm blanking I'm not familiar with them, so I can't help oh, you. Oh, I don't remember now. But yeah, I wanted to pick that one up for her because she loved the, the other series. Is it, I, I also I, saw the Kate DiCamillo, uh, Louisiana's Way oh, Home. Yeah. That's on a prediction list for the Newberry. So I okay. picked that one up and hope to read through that one here soon. Okay. Yeah, yeah not a ton. Of stuff. I think I picked up this Neil Patrick Harris book because I kind of liked that, um, the Jason Siegel The Nightmares book. I kind of thought maybe it'd be in the same vein. I didn't, I didn't get very far in it. I didn't really... I didn't really take to it, but... Mm, that's too bad. That one I did know. look cute, too. Yeah, I did. Have you read the Penderwicks? No, I haven't. I haven't either. They mm. seem so hugely popular, yeah, they but do. I haven't picked yeah, them up Yeah, I know. Yet. I recognize them, although I'm like, oh, it's that book series right, that I've yeah. never read. So at least somebody's doing a good job. Illustrator, cover design, something. I guess so, yeah. All right, best picture book. Oh, hey, I'll just keep the mic for this yeah, one. Yeah, I guess so. And I'm with I'm with Eric this year. I think I did a pretty good job. I've got at least half of the nice. ones that yes, are on I know. The, the final list here. I've checked so. out most of them, so I can yeah. I can vouch for that fact. <laughs> um, all right, well let's uh, let's talk about the winner. I am enough by Grace Byers and Katura A. Bobo. Um, yeah, I don't know. I this is not the one that I would have picked, but 
Okay. Um, not my first choice, no. But after reading, because this isn't one that I had had in our collection yet. Mm. It is ordered now. But uh, I like the inclusivity of it. Mm-hmm. You had all shapes and sizes and races and abil- different abilities. So, I mean, that was great. And it was simple. It gave parents, it's a nice tool. For parents to discuss yeah, yeah. accepting yourself and being yeah. who you are. So I liked it for those things, but I don't think it really struck me as the most profound on this list either. Yeah, the the second one too is kind of a, I don't know. It's okay. The second one is A Day in the Life of Marlon Bundo by yeah. Jill Twist. And this and that is was a close one, only a couple hundred votes it was, difference there. Yeah. The, this one is a basically a spoof on a on a book yes. uh, that was written by the Pence family about Mike Pence's uh, pet, pet rabbit. rabbit. Yeah. So I did read. I read both of them actually. I read the Mike Pence one and I read this okay. um, the John Oliver uh, spoof here. And I think what disappointed me most about Have you read this? I read the Marlon Bundo. Yes. The the Pence the, the, one or no, the, not the Pence. The, the, the HBO spoof. one. Yes. I kind of thought like. I, I get what they were doing, but I think they could have gone a step farther and actually made it like feel more like a real children's book. I right. don't think that make it its own yeah, story kind of. Yeah. I think it was, I think where it really faltered was when it had to like take, take shots at like the political yeah, side of things. That that's doesn't make it a it just, kid's book. Yeah, to me. It's it, not a picture book. Exactly. Then. Exactly. It's, it's, it's a punchline. I, I would put this in like adult humor. Yes. And I think that it really could have been yeah, a children's absolutely. book with, without much. So I think it's really, it's a missed opportunity more yeah, than anything. I was a little too bad. And I didn't think it was funny. No. So no. <laughs> it was kind of a nothing. Um, little leaders, bold women and black history. Uh, I think it's a great, it's a great resource. Absolutely. But it's not a great, like not a picture good read. book no it's not because no. it, it's really like it, it's really like a little encyclopedia yeah i would say which i've ordered a few of those and i like having them yeah i like having them on hand but for a picture book category it doesn't yeah it doesn't fit it's for not me. uh i don't think it's one that you'd sit down or read to a child no like start to finish it might be one where you read a chapter a, a night or, or something two. and just yeah. sort of so i think it is a valuable resource but i don't think it's a great picture book yep i agree um in here let me tell you some of my favorites yeah. they are uh hello lighthouse I really liked about a couple living in a lighthouse. That's by Sophie Blackle. They were. I also really liked Ocean Meets Sky by Terry Fan. This is about a boy basically coming to grips with the death of his grandfather. You know, I think I missed that one. Oh, really? That was pretty good. That's too bad. I loved Baby Monkey Private Eye. I haven't gotten that one yet. By Brian Selznick. It's pretty fun. Is it? Yeah. All right. Uh, The one that I voted for, and I. I don't know if I would if I would still hold that true, but it was drawn together by Min Lee. I liked that one because of how unique. Yeah, it I agree. Was. I agree. The story of this one is basically a, a a young boy goes to meet his grandfather. Um, they don't speak the same language. language. Barrier, Turns yeah. out they both draw, and the boy, of course, has like big, colorful illustrations where the grandfather has pen and ink, um, yeah. more traditional sort of illustrations, and they come together within the story. And it's really, yes. I think it's a it's a really good it's a really good way to tell the story. I thought it was gorgeous. Um, yeah, Absolutely I agree. Gorgeous. I agree. Those I really are my liked favorites. The rabbit listened. Yep, too. that's good. It was so simple, yep. but it it's that message of, you know, you don't necessarily need anything. Sometimes you just need someone to be there and listen. And I think that's, you know, in this age of action, we need to take action on something. Sometimes it's good to just be. So I liked that one for that message. Yeah, I think this was a pretty good uh, collection overall. And I'm fine with I Am Enough winning. I I think there were more unique 
um, more interesting books. It had a very clear message. It is. Which it does. I think is yeah. probably what people latched onto. So. Yeah, I agree. And that's good. It was a good message. I, and I didn't know. There's, enjoy there's it a overall. lot of these I could talk about. I really liked Word Collector. Uh, I was yeah. actually, I was pretty disappointed by Love by Matt De La Pena. That one didn't really hit no. me. No, and he just won the, what, Caldecott last? No, Newberry. Newberry for uh, Last yes. Stop on Market Street. Yes. One of the few picture books to do that. So yep. I thought as a follow up to that, it was it was pretty uh, disappointing. But yep. overall, um, I think it's a good, it's a pretty good uh, collection of picture books in here. I agree. So we did not talk about, I'm sure it probably feels like we talked about every single book on this list, <laughs> but we did not. So if you're interested, you can go to goodreads.com slash choice awards and see all of the nominees and all of the winners, see all the ones that we didn't talk about. Um, cause it, it was, I think overall I was kind of like, meh, nothing, nothing on here has really been like, oh, I have to read that book. And most of the winners I feel kind of like mm-hmm. whatever mm-hmm. about, but I think it is still good. It's valuable. I think professionally for us to see this and see right. what's at least getting a lot of votes, what's in mm-hmm. people's minds. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think this year is a particularly good batch of books. Hmm. All right. <laughs> Maybe that's just me. Uh, all right. Well, I'm sure this has been the longest episode in the world. So let's, It is long, and I do need to go. Yeah, let's quickly just do some upcoming uh, uh, library events. So we have the Andover Ecumenical Choir coming in the auditorium Friday the 14th at 7 o'clock. Mm-hmm. Creek Bend Band, one of our annual favorites, is coming back for a Christmas mm-hmm. show on December 20th. Yay. Uh, that's the big stuff we're doing right now. Book clubs are currently reading uh, Mr. Dickens and His Carol mm-hmm. and What Alice Forgot by Leanne Moriarty. All right. Children's Room. All right. This Monday, we have our Project Pen Pal coming up where we will write some letters that we are exchanging now with Genesee Valley Central School. There's a teacher over there that is going to have a couple of her students write back to us. So if you have a kid that is interested in making a new friend or even just writing, stop on by 6 o'clock in the picture book room. Um, Tuesday, we're going to have a special Hanukkah story time. Even though we couldn't get our friend Paige Timberlake here to do a Hanukkah story time during Hanukkah, she's willing to come for an informational story time on Tuesday at 6 o'clock, also in the picture book room. Um, And then we have another couple of weeks of story time, and then we will do a very merry unstory time. Um, some passive programs, sensory play, whatnot, in the picture book room. That's the 27th and 28th. We will make some uh, Happy New Year kind of crafts. Mm-hmm. And on the 3rd and 4th, we'll do winter crafts and sensory play. Nice. We'll and then we'll get on. back going with the alphabet again. Cool. And Eric, we've got Santa Claus coming Thursday the 13th. Yeah, Thursday the 13th at 6, six to 8. It's, our, it's the uh, Chamber of Commerce of Wellsville. They put on a uh, Pictures with Santa and a cookie contest mm-hmm. night. So you can bring the kids. They can get their picture with Santa, and you can vote on uh, a whole bunch of different places. A uh, bunch of businesses have uh, cookies that they bring, oh. and you can eat and vote on who has the that best cookies. That sounds like a delicious yeah. evening. Um, and then we have only two more Wednesdays left, not because the year's just ending, but because I'm going to like, California. Yes, I remember. So uh, to Wednesday the 12th at 5.30 is Teen Night, but that's the big Super Smash Brothers night. And then the 19th is the last Teen Night um, as well. And we're going to do kind of a Yankee swap Mm. with uh, some anime loot crates. Nice. Um, And then... What what day are we showing Polar Express? Because that's like the big thing we do. Yeah, we're, our annual showing of Polar Express is going to be uh, December twenty eighth. Okay. Uh, at ten a.m. Okay. We've got a lot of we've got a lot of Christmas and holiday themed yeah. movies coming up, all on the website. You all can right. Check out. All right, and then that's that's it. Yep. All right. All right, Kate. Thanks for joining us. Uh, against for against me again. your protests. <laughs> thanks for thanks for sticking with us. 
And that's going to do it for this episode. We'll see you next week.